Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, James Brinkat-Smith, Graham Welsh, Julie Gray and Stacey Atkins. This is Radio Newark Sport. I'm Mick Bradley and these are your headlines. And it looks like the Newark Rugby Club girls are after world domination. First off, Abby Ammon starts for Western Australia. Now it's Jasmine Brankin representing the UK at the World Rowing Championships in the Ukraine. Bolton cyclist Isabel Darvell has broken into the top 10 at the Elite Nationals, finishing 9th at the Barnsley National Criterium race on Friday. New York Hockey Club's Hannah Lawton has been selected to play at the England Hockey Futures Cup. The four-day training camp is organised by England Hockey and is part of its player pathway for 16-year-olds. And it's been an all-men's weekend for New York Tennis Club with the first match is 7-5 away win at Ravenshead on Thursday and most of the team returned to action on Sunday away at Magdala. But this time not quite as successful as they suffered their first defeat of the summer season. New at Rowing Club Girls, Cox Force finished a magnificent fourth at the British Junior Championships, the, the highest ever placement for a Newark team. Congratulations to Lily Crane, Anna Shaw, Maisie Arsadash, Millie Tunnicliffe and the Cox, Millie Lyons. And staying on the water in the forays were at Calder Marathon. And it was two of their newest recruits that made the news. Lewis Davis and Cassie Glaves both took part in a paddleability competition, having only started practicing the distance the week before at training. Lewis took gold spot and Cassie a silver, and they'll both continue practicing over the summer for their first full marathon of four miles in the autumn. And there's even more news that broke today. I'll let Julie Gray tell you that one a little bit later. To football news. And... Terrell Shannon Lewis closes forward. I said on his Twitter feed, he's left the club. Had a talk with the manager and decided his future is elsewhere. No comment yet from Flowserve, but it looks like Tizer is no longer a Flowserve player. And we've finally got the Central Midlands fixtures out for August. It all starts on the 10th of, 10th of the month when Newark travel to Asken and Collingham travel to Bentley. Then they're both at home the following week. Newark to Staveley, Collingham to Dinnington. You would have thought, really, wouldn't you, with a little bit of effort, the Central Midlands would have had Newark at home one week, Collingham at home the next. I know it can't happen all season, but it wouldn't take a lot of effort for the start of the season to just split them up a little bit. Only one night match for in the whole of August, and that's Collingham on Tuesday the 27th when they travel to Dronfield. All, all the fixtures should be out very soon for the whole season on the Central Midlands, but uh, 10th of August sees Newark travelling to Asken and Collingham travelling to Bentley. They may as well go on a coach together. They think they're only about five miles apart. Up north at Doncaster. No Tony tonight, he's gone footballing, so uh, we can have a nice, quiet, sensible show. And the reason we're having a nice, quiet, sensible show is we've got a wonderful guest in with us tonight, James Brinkat-Smith. He's been here before, of course, um, but when we left him last time, he was preparing to go to Japan and Romania powerlifting. He's been, he's back, he's more or less conquered, and he's going to tell us all about it tonight. James, um, an interesting few months we'll come to those later if if we may yeah. just to s- start can you recap to our listeners or any that wasn't around first time round a little reminder our bandsman in the grenadier guards band become a world-class powerlifter well it was all by accident <laughs> as, as we spoke about last time um left the left the army um after 12 years in the armed forces and uh, I was a little bit lost, like a lot of people are, post-institutionalisation, um, as it really is. 
So I took, after a, a long, a long, long battle with uh, mentally and also physically, I took to a little bit of a bit lifting, thinking, well, it can't be hard. Stupid people do it. Turns out it is quite hard, and uh, they're not stupid. But hey, um, we're doing quite well. It's been a long battle, and uh, it's what keeps us going these days. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there who do struggle with, with mental health, particularly, who do find this sort of sport in any sort of regime a massive help. And, um, yeah, I'd like to say hello to anybody out there, really, who is struggling. And there's always something more out there that you can get involved in that's going to help you and give you exchange your focus from where it is at now to um, where you actually can be. And it is a great help. I mean, you was very open last time you you, you came in. You you opened up to us about the problems that you'd had when you you left the forces. And Tony was I, Tony and I, are sitting here looking at this sort of muscly big man that doesn't look like he's got a care in the world on the outside. On the outside, yeah. But the uh, and this is, is and this is if we could just so go on to this for a couple mm. minutes because I know other of other um, uh, shows are champion mental awareness at the moment. It's not what you see on the outside though is it certainly not no no um on the outside that's just a facade and that's how a lot of people get on um some very close friends of mine suffer massively with anxiety um and then on the outside they're this they're these bubbly characters but when you when you get home and when you've taken that facade off you're just exhausted and it'd be nice to spend all day in bed but we can't do that and uh so no so you need you need that help and you need you need a drive and if you're feeling like that you've got to try and get help you mustn't be afraid of trying to get help no you must you must try and help yourself as well and, and it was sport as we can talk about that pulled you out dragged you out whichever way you, whichever word you want to use yeah, out, out of these dark times oh without a doubt yeah it gave me a focus um i'd like to say it keeps me out of the pub however um i do still go to the pub uh, now you go for a social drink i'll go for a social drink most evenings down to just beer in newark and catch up with the guys the friends that i've made in there but then i'll have a couple of pints and i'll go home and that'll be it and that that'll be able to be able to have that control because you know that you, your life is a little bit better than it was before um really does help so no um life is a struggle and there's, there's a massive um mental health awareness within powerlifting especially at the minute and there's lots of uh, there's lots of support groups gb powerlifting support group and lots of other support groups which do help people out with mental with mental illness and uh, there's always help out there if you need it for sure and again something that we said before the amount of forces people that that suffer just as an aside when you sign the piece of paper and say right that's it and give under the uniform back mm. or whatever you do and walk out the gates for the last time have they waved you goodbye as well are they bothered anymore to an extent you're not there anymore um i remember quite f fondly um when you hear that somebody's going when they put the ticket in and say right i'm off the first question you get asked is they'll look at your uniform can i have your belt that's better than mine um can i have your bearskin was uh, was one that somebody asked me um yeah they do wave goodbye to you because it's like who jimmy who was he but that's only a joke i was only there a few weeks ago at the trooping and the color and uh, we went back uh, and met the band afterwards and there's a few guys in there that are still in there from the days that i was in about 10 years ago and it's as if you've never been away however you can't be there every day like you used to be so you lose that massive family the minute you go because you're not together all the time like you were doing so i think that a lot of people who do leave they have that trouble you're losing it's like it's a great it's a bereavement really more than anything else you're losing that big family that big family network although they're still there if you were to need them if you were to shout tomorrow if i was to to shout out to a couple of close friends that i knew were there they'd be there in a flash but they're not there every day and that's what makes the difference and that whole fraternity isn't there every day and you do lose it was it hard to go to the troop another color knowing that at one time you was in the middle there you was the star of it um and no i felt a great sense of pride really knowing full well that i've stood in the middle there on countless occasions and being able to explain it i took my coach mark giles from Horncastle powerlifting club he said his his grandfather was a colstream guardsman 
we're not going to fall out about that. They are, they are second. <laughs> the, the motto is nearly secundus, second to none. But we had a little chat about that, and no, first and finest do come first. But no, I took them there, and it was really nice. It was nice to share my experience with loved ones. Um, my fiance Julie, she came along as well. She's, she likes the horses, so she enjoyed her day. But no, it was lovely. It was lovely to go back and lovely to see what I used to do. Look at it now, thinking, would I want to do that again in 42-degree heat, like I did do one year? I don't <laughs> think so. And But it was nice to see them again. It was nice to be part of it. It, um, I, I, You cannot beat a military band. When when a military band is playing, that is... That's phenomenal. The troop in the colour, especially... No, that is music to it. 100, 120 yeah. strong mass yeah. bands doing something that no one else in the world can manage. So, uh, how did you... Um, end up in japan what was the road to japan well the road was the british championships or so i thought um so january i won my fifth british title uh, my second uh, british equipped bench press title and that was that i thought right i've got a place on the team brilliant that wasn't to be um my coach and team manager mark giles last year they set some standards to say that if you want to get an invite internationally then this is what you need to do these are the standards which we require to be able to press internationally and uh, i wasn't quite up to the mark on the british championships i took an easy road uh, we won and i did enough to win what i didn't do was push myself on the day to be able to get to these standards and i thought oh well, i could do it another day don't worry so he spoke to me afterwards and said you know this is what i need you to do i want you on the team however at the minute you've not performed to the extent where you need to so you need to push a little bit harder and be able to get yourself on the team so we did another little comp later on uh, i think it was in march at nottingham strong around the back of Notts county there's a great gym there they put on a bench press only competition so i turned up there i pressed the required amount they needed they needed me to bench press 230 kilos to be able to get a place on the team and after that he handed me the invite and said best of luck your flight <laughs> job's done uh, and you best book your flight i take it like most sports um that was down to you it was yeah 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 as ever with uh, most strength sports there's no uh, there's no finance and it's all self-funded so um but it is what it is it is what it is it keeps it keeps a lot of people alive and i know that sounds quite a big thing or it may sound flippant but that's certainly how i feel about it and uh, so it's worth every penny it does wind me up a little bit though not not just on your your sport but particularly in, in in junior sport paragraph one says you know you've been chosen to play for england this is your england kit enclosed paragraph mm. two says oh by the way you need to find three and a half grand to go to new zealand yeah yeah and i, I just yeah the fun injustice cannot isn't there. work it out to be honest. the fun just isn't there and it's <clears throat> especially more so in strength sports and i think in, in a lot of other sports the you know the you get help from other people mm. i had a phone call today from one of our from the british uh, sponsors spd apparel uh one of their guys rang me today asked me if i needed anything i do believe there's a care package on the way but we'll see <laughs> um but we had a good chat there and then I mean, I get help from lots of other people by, by um, especially locally, GH Porter Provisions. They help me out loads just by giving me a great discount on, on their produce um, and other places nearby and a few other national companies which do help you out. So they do make your life that little bit cheaper. However, no, the bulk of it is down to myself, I'm afraid. I like to see local companies involved with... Yeah, Tom, Tom Porter is fantastic. Yes. He, he's, he's had a horrible <laughs> time recently by having all his windows smashed yeah. in and um but now we should support you stand in there at night time they wouldn't do it then well i don't know i'd have to run to catch him i couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't run a bath but um no no so no these these local places need supporting because they do support a lot of local people unbeknownst for everyone else on the outside so the time came for the plane to japan was it just yourself or did you manage to um get julie out there as well well i took me julie good she goes everywhere, doesn't she? Excellent. <laughs> uh, no, she came out with me. Um, great support as ever. Um, she's there in my ear, asking me what I need all the time. So that's great. It's fantastic to have her come away with us when we go away. I'm off away again in September to Milan. Um, I'm travelling alone this time, so I'm not quite sure how that one's going to work out. I'll have to pack my own bag. And, ooh, well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> You'll be in trouble if you don't bring it all back. <laughs> I will be. Right, um, so we're on the plane... We're going to Japan, we're just about to land, but first of all, we're going to catch up with Stacey and Julie. Okay, to the phone lines, and uh, another sports show favourite, Stacey Atkins, and as 
you all recall the trials and tribulations of the the Bolton Iron Man from two years ago and from last year and never doing it again, never ever do it again. Well, she's not doing Bolton, but she's doing the Nottingham Outlaw, and that is this Sunday. Stacey, welcome back to Radio Newark. Tell us what you've let yourself in for. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, yeah, I've let myself in for another full-distance triathlon. 2.4 mile swim in the gorgeous home pier from Lake Knock. A <laughs> uh, 112 mile bike around the gorgeous Nottinghamshire countryside. And then a just a small matter of a 26.2 mile run uh, along the River Trent a couple of times and around home pier pond. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think you're absolutely wonderful. I think you're mad, but I think you're wonderful. Um, I think I'm mad too. <laughs> do we get anywhere near Newark? Yes. So the bike comes uh, out of Home Pierpont through Radcliffe on Trent to Carcolston and that area, and then it picks up the old A46 near Eden Hall. All right. Comes yeah. Down to Farnden. We then go over the, um, at Hardy's Farm Shop, over the A46 to Horton and out uh, Cotton. And we do that loop twice. So, yeah, I get to come out and to do it twice. So, so all your so, fans, what roughly time should we see you in and around Farnden? Um, I would say uh, around half past nine, give or take. Okay. I shall have to make an I, effort. I think, I think I said one o'clock as well for the second loop. And, and one o'clock for the second loop. Yeah. What time do you start? Six o'clock Sunday morning. And it's the estimated official. time of finishing for you? Just so we can hold you to it. Oh, who knows? Who knows? You Well, you know me. I don't go to go and get a, a good time. I go to have a good time. And it's about completing it for me. So... Uh, you know, if I have a good day, be, I don't know, 15 and a half hours later. Uh, but you know what? I don't care from the last person to cross that finish line at 11 o'clock at night because I'll have done it. You will have done it, and we're all, like, we always are, Stacey. <laughs> so, so proud of you. Is there anybody else from Newark um, going to be running it, cycling it, um, and swimming it? That you know there of? Are a few, there's a few from because I'm a member of Bingham yeah. Tribe, so there were a couple of us from Bingham Tribe doing it. They, there's two of the females and um, a relay team from Bingham Tribe, and Dan Ward, who has recently moved back to the area, who completed Ironman Bolton last year, he's also doing it. All right, good stuff. Yeah. Um, you must be mortified by this week's weather, thinking surely it's not <laughs> going to be like this on Sunday. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've had my fingers crossed. Uh, I won't be able to cope if it's this hot. <laughs> it, I don't want the weather like they had last year, though, with the 40-mile-an-hour winds on the rain, the one worst day in the summer. But, yeah, I don't want this blazing sunshine either. The forecast for Sunday at the moment is a maximum of 21 degrees cloudy and light rain for when you're cycling that, I can cope with that you're alright with, with that yeah yes I can cope with that <laughs> Stacey we're all behind you like we always are you're Thank a you you're a Newark sport champion <laughs> try I don't know for, I just don't know why you can enjoy but if you say you can enjoy it enjoy it oh if you don't enjoy it what's the point of doing it exactly that's what it's all about and um, exactly. we will catch up with you one day next week and you can tell us how you got on will do thank you very much thanks stacy best of luck thank you bye bye the wonderful slightly mad but wonderful stacy atkins radio newark the home of newark sport monday to thursday 7 to 8 p.m with mick and tony
Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Straight back to the phone lines um, to Ju- to Julie Gray and the wonderful, the wonderful four A's. Now, if you've looked at our social media site, you will have seen a story from the weekend where there was off at the Calder Valley. In fact, I even mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, but we've had a little bit more news break since the weekend and since that story. So, live from the side of the River Trent, or probably knowing Julie in the River Trent. Um, no, no, I've, I've, I've got off. You're all right. <laughs> you've got off, have you? That's brilliant. Uh, Ju- uh, Julie, first of all, um, a quick look back to the Calder Valley at the weekend and two names I don't know. Yeah, um, this was actually um, uh, uh, like a beginner's one, if you like. This was for two of our newest recruits, uh, Cassie and and Lewis. This didn't count for points for the Hasler thing that we're going to be talking about in a bit. But um, I was so, so pleased with them because, you know, they're new to it. Um, they've never done it before. They massively, massively beat their practice times that they'd done earlier in the week. Um, you know, came first and second in their races, overtook everybody in the race in front of them. Um, so, yeah, so they did absolutely brilliantly. So I was really, really pleased with that. And, of course, these are younger, so they're new ones to be bringing on for next season, if you like. Now, for anybody that doesn't know who the four A's are and anybody who doesn't know who Julie Gray is I'm sure you can't lived in Newark at all in your life Julie is Dame Julie Gray when it comes to to uh, Newark um, you run a club um, a paddle ability club for Correct. children slightly less fortunate than others Yes, okay. So, um, you know, obviously they all have additional needs of, of some kind, and some can be physical, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it could be uh, more of a, an intellectual problem or whatever, but um, um, I've had youngsters with sensory problems as well. So, yeah, they all, they all have some additional need, which is, uh, which is why we're such a special club, really. We're, we're different to your average club. <laughs> you are a very, very special club, and Newark is so proud. Tell me your breaking news. So the breaking news is that um, the marathon team have been uh, trying very, very, very hard to get enough points to to get to the marathon finals called the Hazlers. Um, and we got the news today that... Um, there are seven. There are seven clubs in the region that go, and each region sends seven clubs. Um, and we came joint sixth, so that means that we're entitled to go, which is a massive thing for the club. But obviously, because you know, apart from myself and Paul, everybody else that's paddling has these additional needs, you know. So, and we're paddling against able-bodied, so. It's just—it's a, a big one, for as far as we're concerned. You it, know. It, it, well, it's just another remarkable achievement in a long list of remarkable achievements. And uh, again, you know, fantastic, Julian. This is in September. It is. Yes, we've got to go down to Southampton, um, and it's on the twenty-eighth, which is a Saturday. So, um, <laughs> I'll obviously be uh, uh, sending you a report afterwards. Oh yes. Well. There's a four rays report every week goes on our social media site, and we're so pleased that you um, send yeah. them some lovely photos as well of the youngsters. Julie, when we come back off our summer break in September, we'll find a date where we can get you all off the water and into and into the studio be- before you go, so we can have a chat about it. Smashing, smashing. Of course, at the very beginning of uh, September, we've got the paddleability uh, sprint nationals as well at Home Pierpont. Um, that's just before they all go back to school. So um, that's another uh, big occasion for us, you know, because that's where, where we get, you know, trophies and medals and stuff like that. So Brilliant. And you can, you can tell us all about that as well. Julie? Uh, I will do, don't worry. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks Thank very you much. Thanks, Julie. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 
it's a wonderful club, James. It's a club that goes completely under the radar, but... Sounds phenomenal. She's looking after... When I grew up, which was an awful long time ago... During the war? Yeah, more or less. Um, if you wasn't very good at the sport, nobody wanted to know you. Hmm. Um, but nowadays, thankfully, kids less fortunate than other kids can still do the sport thanks to people like julie green absolutely phenomenal you must give me some detail about it it, it is fantastic anyway you're on a plane um we're sort of landing in japan that's where our story's got to so i'm going to sit back now and you can tell me all about the world championships what tokyo's like and your time in japan tokyo well i tell you what that's a bucket list isn't it we all want to go to tokyo i don't think anybody i've spoken to before have said they didn't want to go to Tokyo, so we went. And it was good. It was good. I've been. And that's about pretty much how I feel about it. I've been to Tokyo. I enjoyed it. I'll not be rushing back. The place is absolutely <coughs> mental. A phenomenal place. It really is. I enjoyed my time there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I shan't be rushing back, but uh, I've been. And, uh, yeah, and it was G- a world... Give me a highlight. Oh. Well, you, you've got to come back and remember, apart from the tournament, you've got something about Tokyo. You, you've got to come back and that's got to be what sticks in the memory. Narita Square. See, Tokyo, you think it's one great big place that you all go to, don't you? But it's loads of little suburbs. And we were in Narita City, which is part of Tokyo. It was an hour and a half on a train to get into actual central Tokyo, which isn't An central, hour and a half? Which isn't central Tokyo. <laughs> it's all really strange. So, no, it's... It's a, it's a massive loads of suburbs which are all together. The highlight, and this sounds completely sport unrelated, was sitting in Narita Taps, a fantastic bar in Narita Square, watching the world go by. And uh, and the people were so nice. We were so nice. I got chatting to one bloke one night and um, he asked, asked me to teach him some swear words. <laughs> so we sat there and I, so, I, I taught him a few swear words obviously i had to look in a dictionary to find them but um i asked him about what will you teach me some japanese swear words then and his answer was well there aren't any we don't have swear words so really and i asked the lady who worked behind the bar who'd been in boston for years she was she was a local and he said no the japanese culture they don't swear we don't have any swear words because they're all so polite and they are such polite people and the, the experience out there was phenomenal it really was from the hotel to the to the competition it was a two-week competition you had the classic equi- the classic bench press championship first which my coach was lifted in mark giles and then they went on to the equipped bench press which uh, which we were lifted in with that with my team and uh, from the minute you got there it was so nice it really was lovely people lovely environment a great competition the best in the world and it really was the best of the best that people came out of the woodwork that hadn't competed for years because they wanted to go to the home of bench press yeah. these japanese are so good at it they've got the right body ratio you hear don't you of people oh well weightlifters chinese they'll get hold of children at the age of four or five and they'll measure them and say you've got the right limb proportion to be able to do that job so therefore they'll take them away from the parents and they'll train them from the age four to be olympic weightlifters which is why they are so good at it but japanese have the right frame to be phenomenal bench pressers and they are sadly <laughs> luckily they're not that big so i don't get any in my category but they are they're absolutely phenomenal and it is the home of bench press so how did julie enjoy it then what did she think to tokyo because i think you probably yeah i've been tick not going back what what did julie think to it i love From julie. the ladies perspective i love julie to the end of the world however she's not the great food great foodie at all <laughs> So part of my going out was like, brilliant, I've got all this food to try. It's going to be amazing. Julie lived off chips and Mars bars while she was <laughs> Good there. Good girl. She couldn't find Julie, anything she liked Julie, to look I'm on. with you all the way. God bless her. She was sick on the first day because we were walking down the high street. They were, they were um, gutting live eels and all sorts, and she found it all a bit too overwhelming for her. But I think she enjoyed her visit. She got to see different things. And did you before. join in the cultural delights? had a few bits and bobs yeah it was quite nice what's the weirdest it really was nice but to be quite truthful it's nothing that you wouldn't get at home anyway right so it was nothing outstanding that i couldn't eat at home and uh very expensive very expensive but no it was a great trip really then so the competition be, itself it was good it was good so hot so hot in that arena 
um, and I was against some some absolutely phenomenal men, huge men who were who were on paper a lot better than I am, and uh, it seems to be that that's the way I go these days. And uh, I'm learning fast that being consistent is the key in this game. Um, I went out there, seeded number six, and uh, came home world number three, which isn't a bad shout. I'm quite happy. It's not world number one, so uh, it's not bad though. <laughs> we'll keep going until we get that. You've not brought your medal. I know I've got too many. Oh. But you've got any? Have you, how many world ones have you got? Uh, yeah, just the one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see, um, you obviously went seeded six, so anything around six you would have been pleased with i'd have been happy coming home like that last year last year at south africa i came home uh fourth i'd have been happy with fourth again fourth is probably the worst isn't it well, yeah it's, it's the worst place well, to yeah. finish isn't it i suppose it is and it is on a level but you know i think by the mere virtue the fact you've got there i think i've said before when you look at when i was a kid growing up and i look at people at the olympics no they didn't do very well did they no but they did get to go Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. There's a lot of us watching it on television. Yeah. Um, so um, to be able to stand on that podium this time meant a lot. It really did. And it puts you in a whole different category. I would have thought. Doesn't Apparently. It? Yeah. Apparently it does. I haven't got a clue. You've not changed. I, I really, truthfully, someone said to me the other day, "Oh, it's amazing what you're achieving." I said, "No, it's not. It's not amazing what I'm achieving because I haven't achieved yet." And when I do achieve, I'll probably be quite happy. But until then, uh, um, it's never really enough. Achieving, of course, is finishing first. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then I've achieved. Yeah, then you... Yeah, okay. Right now, I'm, I'm second loser. Okay, fair comment, but... But until, until I become not losing, then I'll, be, then I'll be happy, I think. You're also still a lot of people's hero, not just for winning, winning, finishing in, in the top three, mm. but for the story that we told again at the start. Because you are living proof that you can come out of it and there is a life oh there certainly a is. dark time yeah. and, and you know this is why we love you in here so much because you're quite mm. happy to i think that's probably why i'm not happy with my performance so far as well because you know you think well you go you're, you're on this journey and my journey's not really going to end until i've got there so you've got to stay focused if you're yeah. not focused then then there's no point in doing it is there it's like these footballs it's like we talked about gareth bale last night probably going to china for a million pound a week that's his football career finish really as a footballer what would you rather do play to the highest of your ability or just go and coin in more money I suppose when you like us you just want to play to your highest ability when you've that's greed taking over got, isn't it it's it greed, is isn't it's greed in his future it's pure and simple greed and he's yeah. putting his old future anyway that's another story um so that was Japan. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was a good trip. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I got to catch up with some fantastic people. Um, I've made some really, I've made some really good friends on the international stage. One notably, I would say, was Jonah Leo. He's the same age as I am. He might be a little bit younger. Um, he lifted in the open category, and he's come away with world champion for the fourth time. He's arguably one of the strongest men that's ever lived, and um, such a nice chap. So to be able to spend some time with Jonah again and uh, some of the other guys, especially the American team, they're, they're a fantastic bunch of guys. Jeff Snyder, Brady Stewart, um, countless people I could mention, really. Um, that was good. That, that's what it's all about. If, when you go out there, you're meeting friends that you don't normally see on a regular basis. You talk to them on a regular basis to be able to catch up with them. Yeah, spend uh, some quality time. Yeah, it's great. So you, you, you're all over, you got the bronze medal took tucked away brought it back to newark threw the suitcases into the washing machine so mm. to speak and repacked him and went off on your travels again yeah i've got four weeks get back i've got four weeks to start again out, out to uh Cebu in romania for the uh, european equipped championships now most people would say you know that's a bit after the lord mayor show you know romania after tokyo but mm. i've seen i've seen the top gear show from romania and romania looked awful different company to what country to what i thought it was beautiful sibu yeah. sibu you can get you can fly out of the old you can fly out of doncaster to sibu for about 40 quid uh return if you get it at the right price a great city really is nice it's a bit like prague but with less bars 
and less drunken tourists. They're hidden gems, really, aren't they? Yeah, people it really is. It's don't, fantastic don't city. That, yeah. And the people were nice, and the hotel was wonderful. Um, the competition was run at the low, uh, right in the city uh, at the same time as they had their biggest professional cycling race going on, so that was nice to see a bit of cycling while we were out there. But no, Romania was beautiful. Really was nice. Right in the middle of Transylvania. And uh, no, it was a nice trip. Do you get time to... Yeah, we had a couple of days. Always make sure we have a day or so afterwards <coughs> or a day or so before to have a good look around um, and see. Otherwise, there's no point in just going there to sit in a sports hall or to sit in a hotel banqueting hall, which is what you do, do watching the competitions. So, no, we had a good look around. Romania was lovely. Really was nice. Some fantastic food around about... I'd say about a twentieth of the price that I was paying in Tokyo <laughs> for a lot less. <laughs> and Julie was sticking to the chips and Julie well, she enjoyed she enjoyed Sibby. There was some good food there for us. She it's enjoyed right that. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It and looked, uh, it looked more sort of European and Well more normal, <laughs> should we say. Normal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Even the McDonald's in Tokyo was different to how you get it here. <laughs> but um, no, no, so that was nice and Sibby was amazing and what an amazing competition that was as well. Now this is the Europeans. The European Masters Equipped Championship. So, uh, but out in Tokyo, it was only bench press. So, here we had to squat, bench press, and deadlift. But the problem is now, you're going into that with a world medal round your neck. Well, I'm going into that very fatigued. Yes. That's the first bit. <laughs> um, I think after, it's a long way, Tokyo, 12-hour flight. And I got back and I felt like I couldn't press for a couple of weeks. It wasn't great. And uh, just the general fatigue. So, we... we we probably had about three weeks of training to be able to get ready for it peaking. Um, but no, yeah, so I went there with a world medal around my neck. But you're only as good as your last performance, and this was my next performance. And I had to be good that day. And? We did all right. We did all right. Yeah, um, I, came, I got a silver medal in squat. So I came second in squat uh, with 355 kilos. I was happy with that. It could have been a lot better. Um, it will be a lot better next time. And then um, stood on the podium again, third overall, which is one place up from last year. And I lost again to the same man, Yaroslav Sukal. The man is an absolute monster. He was the one who beat me in um, in Tokyo from the Czech Republic. I don't know what that man eats. I'd like to know what he eats, but he doesn't even talk. I've tried talking to him. I get You get nothing back. <laughs> He's just this man mountain that walks around with a very stern look on his face <laughs> he's honestly he's like a belgian blue bull the man is huge <laughs> and uh he really does put the frighteners on me just walking past him um. but he was good he was absolutely phenomenal and uh I, again i was lifting with some good friends that i've made and uh, it was a very nice a, a very nice occasion it's been a fantastic 2019 you've it's got, not finished you've got okay there's more to come but at the moment you've got two wonderful a world and a european you've got medals mm. um so you, you're up there with with the very best but while we go away and talk to graham at the striders i want you to think what's been the highlight of the year so far because i think the highlight i of tell the you year now so but far I'll wait till afterwards might not be either of those two well, it's not me no i thought it's that not might me be the for case. sure we'll find that one out in a few minutes okay back to the phone lines and of course it's tuesday night so it's our time for striders report with the wonderful graham welsh and i think graham tonight graham's got a story to tell um of wine of cake nighttime running and a cracking good weekend at cat and park graham all yours yeah it was uh, a very uh, a very exciting weekend over at cat and park for the uh, 2019 uh, thunder run so for those that don't know that's a 24 hour running race which is a big social element to it. We're sort of camping out there over the weekend, and as, uh, as Mick says, you know, a certain amount of isotonic uh, um, drinks being taken on board and, uh, and building up our strength by making sure we eat plenty of uh, food ahead of it all. But it's a very serious business in terms of the, uh, the, the running. It's a 10K loop. You've got to do as many as you can in the uh, 24-hour period, either on your own as a solo runner, as a pair, um, men's pairs, uh, ladies' pairs, mixed pairs, and uh, there's various sort of teams as well, either teams by the three to five or uh, or five to eight uh, members. So they say they aim to do as many of these 10k laps as you can. And uh, I say 10k lap is a pretty tough old lap as well. It's all off road. There's plenty of uphill bits. And uh, as we found out on Saturday, uh, as soon as you get a, 
uh, a very heavy shower of rain or a period of rain, uh, the course pretty much turns to, uh, to, to mud and the nature of the whole thing changes completely. It becomes uh, very slippery, difficult to keep yourself upright at times. Sometimes the laws of physics sort of start to take over a bit and slip and slide your the way around. It's a thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable event. As a, it's a great opportunity to sort of build up uh, sort of camaraderie with your fellow club runners and, uh, and, and again, sort of the striders and not fast people are there. We're all big pals and we're all cheering each other as we go past each other's camps and also the other runners who aren't from Newark and from other other clubs are just taking part on their own sort of uh, event that builds a lot of esprit de corps. So uh, we have 15 of us over there, plus Simba, who is uh, Stacey's dog. I heard Stacey on the show earlier on, telling us all about Outlaw, but Stacey was one of the 15 who was uh, running that Thunder Run over the weekend, along with uh, myself, uh, Jackie Jackson, Mark Jackson, Sarah Jane Cobb, uh, Tom Spellman, who, uh, in, the, in the woods in the middle of the night, because, again, he's doing some of your laps in the dark, he uh, and some of us encountered a karaoke singer in the, in the middle of the woods. And, uh, of course, being Tom, he had to join in. First of all, he uh, accompanied her on the air guitar, but uh, uh, it wasn't going so well, so he joined in with the singing as well. Um, Tom Jordan. John Palmer did uh, uh, seven laps in the event itself, and he also did uh, an extra lap just for good luck in the standalone 10k race around the same course that takes part uh, just before the main Thunder Run event. And we had one of our club members, Claire Stainton. She took part in the 10k race and uh, did a good lap there. Uh, we also had um, Nigel Kate Driscoll, Stephen Nikita Padgett and uh, Bev Hancock was uh, only solo runner in the, in the event. So yeah, we had a great weekend. It's a thoroughly exhausting. It's one of these things you get home from it and you pretty much sit down on the couch and they can guarantee that the next hour to two hours is pretty much disappeared because you almost instantly fall asleep. It wasn't just us that running on Sunday, though. We had uh, other striders taking part in things, too. We had uh, Simon Roberts uh, and uh, five others in the Great Grimsby 10K, and Simon did uh, 38.16, which is fast, his fastest 10K of the year. And he came second, 72nd place out of... Uh, over 3,000 runners. So a really good result for Simon there. Stephen Tomlinson, 52.07. Steve White, 56 minutes. Andrea Moisey, uh, 1 hour and 3. Jenny Palmer, 1 hour and 3. And uh, Lisa White, 1 hour 18 minutes. And uh, over in Norwich, uh, the Run Norwich 10K, which is a pretty tough course. Uh, Steve Martin, 48 minutes and 13 seconds. So what we've got coming up then? Well, Friday evening at Newstead, Abby, that's uh, the Newstead 5K, which also serves as the Knox AAA Championships, so you can expect uh, like Peter Davis and other club members uh, chasing sort of uh, Knox AAA honours on Friday night, and they'll uh, well we'll find out next week how they got on. And uh, the Heckington 10 Mile event over in Lincolnshire, uh, that's uh, on Saturday. And of course, we heard Stacey earlier in the show telling you all about uh, what she's going to be doing on Sunday, and I think I'll be one of the people down at Farmden. Uh, watching her go past on her bicycle uh, as part of the uh, the outlaw um, triathlon or Ironman length event. So look forward to hearing about that one uh, next week, Mick. It's um, we've got a very sort of big soft spot for Sa- for Stacey on this show. And we have had for a long a, a long time, and we, you, it, it, we, I mean I can't even contemplate what she's doing, but um, it, it's beggar's belief, doesn't it? It's, yeah, it's absolutely staggering. Um, and I've got, of course, um, not only have we got masses of striders running, we've now had strider dog. <laughs> well, as we said, that Simba was there, he was uh, keeping our spirits up. I didn't see him doing a great deal of running, to be fair. <laughs> he, uh, uh, I don't think dogs are allowed on, on the course, and he was definitely not one for breaking the rules. He was uh, straight up on the, uh, on the chairs having a good old kip. Um, and, uh, yeah. But when you come in, you're tired and you're hungry, and there's a nice friendly dog to sort of pass on the head and stroke, and uh, he's wagging his tail, and it's a, yeah, it's a little list of spirits. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Graham, thank you so much. Bye now. Really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Graham Welsh there, and the Strider Support, and of course, like all our stories, go onto our social media pages, and um, you can uh, have a look at some of the pictures from the weekend, um, and um, a bit more of Graham's story of what the gang got up to. Now, we left you with James just before the break, um, a trip to 
Tokyo and the world um, bronze, um, the Europeans in wonderful um, Romania, more medals, more competitions to come this year. And I asked him to have a think what his highlight so far of 2019 was. Well, he'd got it worked out before we even went into the ad break. So, James, what so far is the best thing that's happened to you in 2019? Well, there's two things apart from my own performance. Um, first of all, uh, the most amazing thing that's happened this year happened last Wednesday in Horncastle Powerlifting Club, where we had an overspill competition um, for the divisionals, where the lovely Ella Brinkart-Smith lifted in competition for the first time. And at age 14, she has managed to qualify for the British Junior Championships, which are to be held this later on this year in November up in Ashington. So uh, she's entered for that, and she's started her journey. And that is such a proud moment. I mean, th- th- this is a um, proud dad time, isn't it? Oh, hugely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lots of parents live their lives vicariously through their children, don't they? Um, I think on this one, though, it's... Um, yeah, I think... To be an influence, a positive influence on your child, I think, is a great thing. And she knows where I've been. She knows the person that I am more than anybody else does. And for her to be able to want to take this sport on is is, is a great honour to myself. And um, and she's doing really well. Do you find it difficult to... Um, wh- where, where do you stand with, with the coaching... I don't do it because you know I've seen and it really does irritate me something terrible you know a junior football match in the morning when there's 22 parents just looking at each their child mm. telling them what to do please the leave coach it what to, to the coaches yeah, I mean it's, it, coach. it's different at rugby I, I, my mm. grandchildren play rugby the coaches yeah coach. I do coach I do coach um, you asked me about proud things this year my second proud thing was um I've recently started coaching uh, a young girl. Well, I say young girl. She's not young at all. She's a master's, um, a lifter. She uh, couldn't. She could, didn't have a coach for a short period of time. She's come over to our gym in Sutton-on-Trent, Pete Barbell, and she came to me for coaching. And um, she went out to the World Classic Powerlifting Championships in June and came home with a World Bronze Medal. And uh, that was quite a proud moment. She, t- she took the plunge to be able for me to be able to coach her she thought that I was good enough to be able to coach her and she came home she came home with a world medal around the neck so that was great but coaching wise I'll do that for anybody I really do and I'm open if anyone wants to get in touch just but, give me a shout when it comes to El- when, when it, it comes, comes to Ella, Ella that's not my job yeah. no no I need to steer clear of that and I've <coughs> got to res- respect the decision so what I did is I took her to who I, who I presume and I know for a fact is the best in the world. Yeah. And I took her to Horncastle Powerlifting Club and she's with Mark Giles and he's in charge. Yeah. I'm not. I just sit there and I go and I ask him. I don't even ask him. You're too close. To well, it's not my job. No. No, you know, and I see parents. I see what you say. I see parents shouting at the refs, shouting at the coaches. Mm. But, you know. No, it's... it's no, I have I, to I, sometimes I, bear the question. That, that That's what I mean about parents living their lives vicariously through their children you see a lot of people shouting and bawling that their children should be this their children should yeah. be that and if they've experienced the sport properly themselves they may not be like that but that's just that's just probably a blanket a blanket comment really but um when i when i see people doing that it's not fair you've got to leave it to the coach and because these coaches are coaching your children your 2019 personally is not finished yet so no you've got to no so I've got, I've got two more competitions this year you think you think it was all over However, um, yeah, so after Tokyo, I had a massive privilege and I've been invited to join the Open team, which are the younger people, um, powerlifting's in age groups. So you have the juniors, which are up to the age 23, and then the Open team, which are up to the age 39. So I got an invite to join the Open team at the Western European Championships to be held in Milan in September, September the 7th. And then later on in the year, we're off to Finland for the European um, Bench Press Championships. Where I did come second last year, so... Um, One improvement on that, then, has got to be... Well, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? <coughs> got to be that elusive gold. Oh, well, you never know. I think I'll probably walk away with disappointed, not on the podium, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Life's, but no, two more competitions. Life's good at the moment, isn't it? Life's really good, yeah. It's a lot mm. of lifting. Next year, I think we're going to cut back a little bit. I've looked at the schedule, and we're going to take a little bit more time out. But um, for me right now, it's all about making sure Ella does well in November. 
and uh, carrying on supporting that those that support me and uh, trying to give a little bit back to everyone around me especially Julie who is an absolute monster at looking after me and uh, put some more into Ella to make sure that she's the happiest as she can be and lift the best that she can and you know not give her that pressure I spoke to her just before she lifted the other day and you know I said just be the best you that's all we can ever ask for and uh, Ella was actually coming in tonight whether you want she, she was but she's on holiday with she's, nanny she's on holiday on the on the north french coast eating scallops and um uh, uh, oysters so, so apparently she's a little bit too busy radio, but she is listening radio newark or the french coast yeah. dipping your feet in the water it'll be you? nice yeah it's difficult yeah, she'll, be choice, back soon. It? she'll be back soon before um before the november junior british championships hopefully well when she does come back before for the championships yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have you both back um, oh for sure that'd be great lovely when you when you come in the season we're so proud that uh, you're having an absolute thank you very much and thanks cracking for year again. and it's uh, oh. but you won't go back to Tokyo again no we'll go back to Tokyo <laughs> no would but you like go back I to Romania yeah I'll go back tomorrow yeah. yeah but it's not me like I always say this is not me that does this I'm, I'm the one that's done on the platform but it's not me that gets me there it's everybody around me. No sportsperson's uh, ever done anything on for the those, road for those that help me on the way. Uh, the, the, you know, it, it's like a football team. There's no football team if there aren't the people behind them that don't get any recognition whatsoever. No, there are a lot, a lot of people there on their own, aren't they? On, on sporting, it looks like people are doing it all on their own. But yeah. no, no, there's a, no, without a doubt, it's 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 not just me. There's an awful lot of people behind them. Um, tomorrow night, um, we've got a bit of a sports special on. I've sort of cleared the decks, apart from. The wonderful um not fast dave of course because it's when so we've got to talk not fast i think we're going but i've got no doubt we'll be going back to cat cat and park and to see what they got up to but the rest of the show is um councillor david lloyd is coming in to see us david lloyd is the leader of newark and sherwood council has been on this show before and we're talking sport related things that affects us that newark and sherwood council i think can do something about um and one of the major subjects at the moment is where do kids play anymore because every little green space there is somebody seems to want to build a house on it nowadays when i grew up you was playing football and cricket that was your wembley and your and your trent bridge just down the road on a bit of green space that green space has now got houses on it it may or may not be the council's fault that's question one tomorrow night obviously but we're going to find um that one out um, I want to talk about stadium because that's another Newark legendly area that's going to go for houses. I want to talk what's happening around Lowfields because if they're going to put 300 houses up there and there's a football club that's going up through the ranks, Horton Lane to me is already a death trap. And if they think Staple Lane is the answer to get cars in and out of, they're barking up the wrong tree completely. That's all tomorrow night when I sit down with Councillor David Lloyd for shall we say a chat um but now i'm going to leave you in the most capable hands of the one and only mr stewart preston bye bye <laughs>